Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Into the Furnace. Uh, we know it's a little bit after the season, but we just wanted to make sure that we got um, a final episode for this season. Um, obviously, heartbreak um, in the NIT against Wisconsin um, after a really good win against Villanova that was awesome to have and see here at home. Uh, what are y'all's thoughts on it, guys? Uh, I'll start. I think overall to have this program like you obviously you lost the a-sun tournament you what you wanted to do was be in the dance but to get a nit win in your first nit appearance huge for this program and i think that mckay and the athletic department they can build on that and go into next season starting conference usa build on that win get some new recruits and make a run to the dance next year yeah uh I agree with Ryan and, um, you know, it was huge. I obviously would have liked to see them make a run. I think we could have uh, won the tournament, especially, I mean, I think I was, I think it was USF that ended up winning it. Um, it was North Texas. North Texas. Okay. North Texas. Um, and so, you know, I think we could have competed with them. Um, and, uh, but besides that, I mean, I'm excited with how we played. Um, obviously disappointed with not making the dance originally um, and that we only got one win, but I mean, you play Villanova, you beat Villanova, you play Wisconsin, you lose them by four points. I mean, that's that's showing where our uh, program is at this point and, you know, saying that we can play with the likes of these teams and these Power Five conferences. So it's uh, it's good to see. And to get a home game out of that, like uh, showing where this program is, like we got a home game. We hosted an NIT game. Exactly. I, I wasn't able to make it. We were. It was over spring break, so I wasn't able to be there. But to, this program is on the rise. Will continue to be on the rise. Uh, I think that this program's in great shape. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I, I share the exact same sentiments as y'all. And just like looking back, like obviously, um, the win at home against Villanova was huge because they're. They're the closest thing we've ever had to a blue blood. A lot of people consider them to be a blue blood, and to beat them at home um, is awesome. So, um, obviously, they had a down year because they were in the NIT with us, but, like, they're still a big name in uh, exactly in college basketball, and it was huge to, um, to have a game at home against them. So... Even looking at that game, um, there are some caveats with that, though. Like, obviously, they had two of their best players out, um, two of their starters, and their rotation was heavy starters. They literally only played six guys against us at home, Um, which all credit to them. They still played really well. Um, Yeah, that game was close. Yeah, it was. It was uh, 62 to 57. So, and they didn't play just six. They played seven because I forgot that – Archie Diakono picked up some more minutes than uh, than he usually did, Chris Archie Diakono. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but no, it was uh, a well fought game. Obviously, we we got good for, good for performances in that game, um, and then going into Wisconsin on that Sunday, um, which is has been an eternity from now, but. I was going to say that that had, that feels like about a month ago from now. Yeah, it was on it was on the nineteenth. Um, and the reason we're just getting this out is because we've, me and Caleb have been in a wedding that week and then, um, some stuff with friends that went on that we had to be out of town. So we're just getting this recorded, but well, yeah, um, we've all been busy. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But, uh, 
Super fun game to watch. Like, obviously, like, Darius had a really good game. He scored 31. Kyle had 16. Um, and then Zach and Shiloh were our best players off the bench in that game. Um, but, yeah, just not quite enough. Um, I, I think my biggest complaint with that game um, is they called, like, 12 fouls on Wisconsin all game, and there was, like, 25-some on Liberty. And I'm like, okay, something's not adding up. You got to call the game the same way. And it seemed like they were letting Wisconsin elbow Shiloh in the face three times down the court. And then if we touched them, they called a foul. And it was just like, yeah, it was definitely disheartening to see. But uh, still really good to see the fight because we still only lost that game by four. It was 75 to 71. Mm-hmm. So I can't complain about the end of the season like that. So. Yeah, only 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 complaint for me from that game was um, was Zay's minutes. He only had thirteen. Um, yeah, I, I understand that Zach and and Shiloh have been doing well recently, and that you want to kind of rotate them in some more. But I think him and him and JV should have pretty comparable minutes in in um, in playing. Obviously, unfortunately, we heard that that Zay is entering the transfer portal. That's I'm that's hurting my feelings a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you know we're gonna. I'm really gonna miss him next year because I think he definitely could have started for us. Um, but um, so shout out to Zay. Hope, there's still hope he could come back. Um, he hasn't committed yet, but um, you know I hope he if he does go somewhere he gets a good place to play and um, get good playing time. But um, besides that, uh, shout out to Zach and Shiloh, like you said, coming off the bench. Um, Zach with seven points and Shiloh with nine. I mean, really good performances with only 18, 16 minutes. I mean, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, really. To come and support the team. Um, I would like to see some more time from Brody, obviously. Um, only got four minutes. Literally recorded not – didn't, didn't record a single stat. <laughs> um, yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think next year he could definitely start, especially with – um, with Zay maybe not being there, he has a chance of starting next year. I don't, I don't, or at least being that sixth man for first man in. I think oh, yeah. kind of, I think uh, Zay was kind of that fit that role this year. Same with um, kind of Zach towards the end, Zach or Shiloh. But I could definitely see um, Brody starting or at least being that sixth man next year. Um, I just, I just, I love Brody. I'm a Brody stan, um, <laughs> and uh, I want to see him do well, and I think he will, and. Um, I think he just needs to work on a shot release a little bit this summer. Um, oh, yeah. get it a little faster. Well, and we talked about it before on this podcast. It's like he just didn't fit this year's system, right? Um, and that that's not a problem. And I think he realized that, and that's why he's still here. He's like, hey, like next year, like there's going to be a bigger role for me, and he sees that. Um, yeah. so I'm excited. And he's dating a Liberty yeah. girl, so you know, there's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a good reason to stay. True. Yeah, you. You said he, he sees his spot in this system. You know, you're talking about um, Zay entering the transfer portal. We have three guys in the portal right now in Blake, uh, Jonathan Jackson, and Zay Warfield. Zay's the only one of those guys that I don't understand because, like you said, he could come back, he could play. But you look at those guys, Blake, he's entering as a grad transfer. He uh, is pursuing a graduate degree, so that's good for him. Jonathan Jackson, he just wasn't getting the playing time. But Zay Warfield, he was playing and he was playing well and if you look yep. at next season with Darius gone he had the chance to be the guy I think what yep. he's looking 
for in the portal is a place where he can be the guy. But now with Darius gone, I think he has the chance to do that here. So we will see what happens, but that, that one I'm disappointed with. And uh, talking about Brody Peebles, I, I've said on this show before, I'm a huge Brody Peebles fan and I'm glad that he's still around. I really want to see him make a step up next season. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see him compete with Curtis um, and and Colin kind of for that one, two spot. Just, I'm interested to see what coach will do. I'm I'm assuming Colin will probably still be at the one. I assume Colin's got the one spot locked up, but, but the two, I could either go Curtis or or potentially Brody. Curtis could play a three as well. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how that's going to go. For I sport, haven't ever sport. seen Curtis play. Is what kind of game is he so playing? So Curtis is like six four, six five, as a guard. Um, very good scorer. He's better inside than Darius ever was, just because he's bigger. Um, and his shot, obviously, it's not like Darius's, but it has potential to be there by the time he graduates. Um, mm-hmm. I think Curtis is the and Curtis is by far the the highest rated recruit we've ever had. Um, yep. He he may even be a four by the time he officially it was a, he's gets been here. Three point nine, like yeah, all he's year. like a three nine something. He's been that he's, high all year. He was so, the highest three star. Yeah, and so I think I think he probably is almost four, and I wouldn't be surprised if he is. Um, and yeah. then obviously with Caillou coming in, that's going to be huge as For well. Sure. And I think somebody I, that we're forgetting is uh, Matheny from Bowling Green. He's already committed. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like – and he started 63 or 64 games. He's going to be a tough competitor. Um, he could even start over Brody or Curtis potentially. So he could, yeah. We'll see. Um, I'm excited for the future, but yeah. Yeah, the program's um, in a good spot. It is. Uh, I definitely I definitely see Caillou probably redshirting next year, um, especially the, the, the language barrier. I mean, he doesn't speak English, any English really at all from what I've heard. So um, mm. I could see him, you know, taking a year learning, learning English a little bit more and learning how to work with a team, even if without the language. And um, and I think I, I'll, although I would love to have him next year, I think it'd be great to redshirt him um, and play him play him the rest of the four years yeah it just depends because with blake leaving he's definitely our tallest yeah we need the size and so i understand if they don't but like yeah i I, i'm a mixed bag i'm fine if they with whatever they do with him because he is Mm -hmm. a really good player already he can shoot he's he's he he has good footwork down low it's not like he's awkward like blake was when he came in he's definitely got better footwork than blake did coming in um so i'm not as concerned if they don't redshirt him um, purely yeah. because he's tall as well, and he, he gives us that size that we haven't had really since, realistically, since uh, Aluma was here. Um, so, because Scotty was good, but he wasn't he wasn't Aluma's height. He wasn't like he. Was, yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, like as we've said, just like exciting finish to to this season like obviously huge games against two really good powerhouses they that always make the tournament obviously they didn't this year but like it's cool to play those teams mm-hmm. um because we saw where both of those teams are probably going to be back next year they have the talent they have they're getting better um again so i'm excited for that because like obviously we're not the same team but 
I'm excited to see where we grow because with Darius leaving, um, it, it allows for so many more players to step up. It allows for so many more um, next greats because we, we've had some really good ones over the last few years, whether that's Caleb or Scotty or Mayo or Georgie and now Darius. And um, I'm excited for for this next like era. Um, I think obviously this year, Kyle's our biggest name left um, in a sense of like, he's been here for forever. He's been influential to the program. So this will be a good year to send him out in a new conference. He gets to usher us in with Shiloh. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, and yeah. yeah. You, yeah. you talk about the new conference and, um, you know, we saw how FAU did this year. I just want to oh, yeah. uh, talk about that a little bit. I mean, <laughs> final four, I mean, like, that is huge for yeah. for for the for the conference and and with them leaving, um, I believe it's ten to thirteen million dollars that's going to go to the conference. Yeah. Um, from them not accepting it because they're no longer in the conference, and so what that will do is help with uh, TV broadcasting, promotion, everything. It's going to be huge. As long for the as conference. we can have better broadcasts than watching games at Jacksonville. Then uh, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. yeah, oh better than watching on YouTube. So uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so definitely excited about that. Um, and it shows you the the level of CUSA basketball. Obviously, FAU is not going to be there anymore, um, and a couple other teams. But just to have a uh, a team produced in the group of five um, to go, multiple teams produced from the group of five oh, yeah. to go to the final four shows that this this tournament is shifting. And I very well believe that we have had we made it, we, we could have had a shot at the final four with especially the way that the tournament went this year. So, Oh yeah, for sure. And thing is something, something else to note is like UAB and North Texas who played in the NIT final are both, uh, CSA opponents as well. Like I know North Texas is staying. I can't remember if UAB is, but I think they are. Um, but that's like, like the, the two best teams in the NIT we're Conference USA, and that's where we're going. So that's even something to note as well. Neither of those teams are staying. I believe they're both going to the American. Uh, so, yeah, you guys have been talking about Conference USA, but it's really going to be a weaker conference. Like, let's look at, like, Ken Palm rankings. Liberty was of the coming into next season. Liberty is the top Ken Palm team, I believe, of new Conference USA, and that includes teams like, I think we're looking at, like, Western Kentucky and Middle Tennessee. It's not a strong conference. Overall, looking at the last month, I'm nothing but optimistic because we look at the heartbreak at the end of the season, but looking at the season as a whole, we played well, and we're going into a conference that I think might be a weaker conference than the A-Sun. The A-Sun had some good teams this year in Kennesaw and Eastern Kentucky. And I think Liberty has a better chance next year uh, with that weaker conference than uh, they did this year. I mean, that's only for basketball. Obviously, Conference USA is going to be great for the football team. But I'm, I think Conference USA is – a lot of people are saying it's a step up. I don't know. I don't know if it's a step up for the basketball program. I think it is because New Mexico State, who's coming as well, like – Obviously, their program was suspended this year, but like they they have been winning like legit. They have been they have won the. Uh, um, They're in the whack. Yeah, but they they've won the whack like I think six out of the last eight years. They're a really mm-hmm. good team. People don't realize that. Um, Houston, sorry, Sam Houston. Like they're not a bad team, and like football, obviously they're going to be better. Um, mm-hmm. Kentucky's on on a 
is a rising basketball program. Um, And then Jacksonville state's coming with us. Like Jacksonville state, we know that they, that they're good. Like obviously they had a down year from the year before, but they're a competitive team and they're fun to play against. Um, I I think that, but you compare this to the a sun, like it's for the last two years, the a sun has been decent top to bottom with like last year it was Liberty and Jacksonville state this year, Liberty, uh, Kennesaw, Eastern Kentucky, all had great years. Florida Gulf coast has been competitive. It's a tough conference to win it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, Yeah, And and obviously the likes of the teams that are leaving the CUSA, um, right. They're all the best teams. They're all all the best teams. Yeah. yeah, And, and, um, you know, I think, it is a stepping stone. I mean, you see teams like UAB stepping up to, to better conferences in, in the American. So, like, I could see us doing the same thing, you know. And so I think this is – I like where we are. Um, the competition might not be there for basketball as well. And But, hey, I'll take – I'll take. I don't want to say a free win and a free ticket, but, you know, it, it might be an easier punch, like you're saying, Ryan, to the dance. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm all for it, dude. I'm all for getting a free oh, ticket absolutely. to the dance. So, um, yeah. If we can keep playing the way we played for the last month of the season, I think we oh, can yeah. be there. Yeah. Sure. I think even looking at this season, like we, I don't think we were that far off of getting a – like a auto bid or not the the at large i think you we go look at our schedule i think you beat a team like i mean obviously you weren't going to beat alabama they were the number one overall seed but i think if you beat a team like southern miss or you beat lipscomb on the road i think you add those two wins you're right there with a uh, getting an at-large bid. So yeah. you keep playing well next season, and albeit in a weaker basketball conference, I think you'll be there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, man, hey, had we beat Lipscomb on the road, we would have gotten in already because we would probably have hosted yeah. the, tur- the oh, tournament. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, I don't, think we, I don't exactly. think we lose to Kennesaw on our home floor. Oh, never. Yeah, for never, sure. Never. For sure. And I'll say this. That we're talking about the teams leaving, and yes, I know that they're leaving, but like they're – what they did this year sets a precedent for the conference that like it, it, it makes it more attractive to transfers. Like obviously they're not still mm-hmm. there, but just the, the name of the conference now, because people know it means something a little bit more. So mm-hmm. that, that could even mean something moving forward as well for the teams that we're facing there. I think they're going to raise their level of play as well because of that. Um, so I'm excited for it no matter what happens. Like, obviously, we're going to it for a reason. Um, and The reason is football, but – I think it's both. I, I legitimately think it's both because CUSA has been a better basketball conference than ASIM. And us moving up – Has been, yes. A, yeah. uh, well, hold up, hold up. That's what I'm saying. Like, because it's been bigger, it's a stepping stone in a name – for conference name. Yeah, exactly. And that's what's important. So yeah. – yeah, and um, and I'm excited to see kind of um, some of the recruits that are transfers that could potentially come to Liberty. I know, oh, yeah. that, um, Will Shaver from UNC um, has yeah, a, he's a visiting official visit to Liberty, so that could be huge. And then um, I believe uh, Daniel Ortiz from North Alabama, um, mm-hmm. who had ten threes in a game this year, oh, yeah. um, is also like made Liberty as his top six. So. Um, uh, you know, if we could get one of those, or at least the fact that both of those players are looking at Liberty shows the, yeah. um, especially Will from UNC shows just the value and the and the and the, um, where our 
our program is. Oh yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to see, I would love to get Will cause I think if we get Will there. Um, oh, we, yeah. we can, we, uh, mm-hmm. we can, uh, red shirt Caillou. Um, and so that would be huge. Um, because I think, I mean, he's, a, I think he's a center. Um, and, uh, if, if we get, um, Daniel, I mean, that would help for point guard. Mm-hmm. Obviously that'd make everything look weird. And I could see some other Liberty players transferring if we do get Daniel. Um, just because I feel like the he, other players like Brody or, um, my JV will go down that list a little bit. Um, if he comes and not, not to say that he will start, I think he probably will. Um, yeah. but so I'm excited though. Yeah, but the thing is, we still have two more scholarships. Um, right. That, mm-hmm. that that that's awesome that we could potentially get both of those guys. There's a lot of scholarships to go around, but there's not a lot of minutes to go around. How many of those yes. guys are going to get their minutes cut and then enter the transfer portal anyway? Right. Yeah, right. But, but that's just that's just part of what the transfer portal has done, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, I saw that. There's like several thousand people in the transfer portal this season. It's oh, yeah. a bit oh, yeah. ridiculous. It's getting crazy, but that's just part of the new college sports scene, you know? So, Oh, absolutely. And I think Liberty is well set up to get uh, new transfers. Uh, oh, yeah. As in, like, or a program on the rise. Liberty should be an attractive destination. They've won. They've been to five conference championships in the last six years. They're a team that can win. Yeah. And they're a uh, beautiful campus. Like, who wouldn't want to come to Liberty University? Yeah, exactly. And we've got 20 plus wins for like the last six seasons. So, yeah. You're coming to a tradition of winning. So, that's also exactly. Huge. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, any final thoughts on this this year and kind of how we're looking right now? Um, trust Coach McKay. Oh, yeah. I love Coach yeah. McKay. There's a reason we extended his contract. There's a reason we've had 20 year, twenty wins, like you said, Ryan. Um, I'm excited to see what he's going to do. Obviously, Darius losing is going to suck. It's going to hurt. Um, just want to thank Darius for all he's done, really, for, uh, for the program. I mean, truly, mm-hmm. truly need to hang number two up in the Raptors of Liberty Arena. And Sooner and, and rather than later, too. Like, that should happen later. next season. Like He's yeah. the greatest player in Liberty history. They should do that like as soon as possible. I completely agree with that statement. And um, so, I obviously, it's going to hurt. I think that might hurt our Kim Palm a little bit. I think that's kind of part of the reason why some of um, the 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 rankings we were higher was because of Darius. Oh, yeah. um, and and obviously that's that's going to be will be a little lower next year. But I want to see us as a team get better, and I think we will with Coach oh, yeah. McKay. And I think not yeah, exactly. You're going to keep getting better. Right, and not just because we have one star player. I yeah. like that we had the Dar- dead Darius McGee, but like I've, we've said before, it became the Darius McGee show sometimes. Um, Which is why we're so much better this year than last year. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see this whole team play better together and become like a known team that's going to be, oh, this is a respectable team that we can put and that we can respect as a top 45 Ken Palm consistently, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's what we were this year, but I want to do that without Darius. And I trust coach McKay's recruiting ability to do that. And oh, that yeah. every player on the team is going to be good played together as well. Um, and not just have to rely on the, the likes of Darius um, to either show up or, or show out. Um, to win big games and and we saw a lot of that this year and i think we're going to see a lot of that next year so i'm excited to see what coach mckay is going to do 
I'm excited what the transfers already got and potential transfers and scholarships um, signees we're going to get next year as well. So, yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, shout out to Darius. Shout out to Coach McKay. I'm excited to uh, see what's going to do. And and hopefully Darius will get somewhere to play professionally this year. I would love to see him do well in the draft. I'm not seeing a lot of talk about him, but, you know, he did go to, to Houston or to um, – to compete in the three-point tournament and everything and you got to play yeah. and um, well, every, everything that i've seen from him is it, it looks like he's going to be a uh, undrafted free agent signing but that there is a lot of speculation that they that he will be like actually signed not just like speculation okay. Like, okay. there's mm-hmm. a he's he's high he's high enough on people's boards that they may not spend a draft pick on him but they definitely are interested in like signing him for the summer league and hopefully pass that yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. My final thoughts well, on the season. Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm gonna get into this a little bit. My final thoughts on the season is it was overall a great season. I'm really happy with the way this season panned out. Like, obviously, you end up losing in Kennesaw, heartbreaking fashion. But to get the NIT bid, uh, to win a game in the NIT overall, like we said, we've won 20 games now for the last six years in a row five conference championship appearances in the last six years, going back to our big South days. This is a program that's winning and is built to continue winning no matter who's on the court, Darius McGee or not. And I think we showed that this year and I'm really excited with where this program is going into conference USA. I way too early prediction conference USA champions. Heck yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, now let's, uh, let's get into some end of season superlatives. Like, um, We've talked about the guys. We've talked about the team. Um, but we really want to just shout out a few a few guys um, for how they played this year. Um, and we're going to do it similar to how we did for the Fan of Flames football podcast um, where we're going to go through eat. We're, we're not doing a draft this time. We're just going to be doing uh, like each award and we're going to we're going to highlight three different players for each award. Um, so that way it's everybody gets some coverage. But yeah, so. Obviously, the first one we're going to go over um, is our overall team MVP. And there's a very easy choice for all of us. So um, I'll go ahead and start it. Like, obviously, like Darius is, I think, without a doubt, the only like real option um, because he's been here. Year after year, he's been the team MVP. Like, he's been the ASUN player of the year for the last three years. He is that good. He is the guy. Um, And the whole conference has seen it. Like, that's why he's been that way for the last three years. Um, This year, he averaged uh, just under 23 points. It was like 23.7 points, um, which, again, sorry, 22.7 points. And it's like, what do you expect? Like, when you're averaging that much, you're going to be a highlight. You're going to be an all-conference – Sorry, an uh, honorable mention All-American. You're going to be invited to these Houston three-point shooting competitions. Like, he has been that good. We saw another insane performance at Kennesaw, putting up over 40 again. Um, And what else can you say about the guy? So, go into – Ryan or Caleb, whoever wants to go next, who would would you say would be at least like a runner-up? All right, I'll go. Uh, so Darius McGee, obviously, you said you said it. I couldn't say it better myself. 
Kyle Rhodes, the guy that's next on my list. He played his butt off the second half of the season, uh, especially in the tournament, uh, the ASN tournament. He played really well against Eastern Kentucky, and I think he was the reason you're in the game in the Kennesaw game. Mm-hmm. Like he hit some clutch threes. You think he was like the only one to hit a three in that game until Colin hit that one with like five seconds left. But he he played his butt off in the tournament and that's exactly what you need from the guy who's a senior obviously he's taking his COVID year he's going to be back but he's the guy that you can lean on and we need when we needed to and uh we got great play from him uh the lady that was sitting behind me Kennesaw fan uh she's like every time he got the ball she's like go guard him he's a shooter he's like (laughs) you can get that from a guy who's six foot seven that's amazing uh like he played well in every facet of the game, especially in the Kennesaw game. Like every time you got the ball, you're like, all right, he's going to keep us in this game. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I completely agree. And, and I was going to say, there's there's three for me. Obviously, Darius is going to be the, the one-on-one. Um, but for second, I, I, I was going to take, if you didn't take um, the guy I'm going to take, I would have taken Kyle. Um, but I will take Colin Porter. Um, and because I feel like he, I mean, as a freshman, dude balled out this year. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He came in as a point mm-hmm. guard, um, which extremely helped Darius. Last year, we saw that struggle yep. a little bit with him having to take the ball up court. Um, yeah, the season and, for sure. And by the end of the season, Colin Porter um, showed up playing. I mean, like we said it before, crazy stat that he came in as a 17-year-old and started on a D1 level, you know, um, that is crazy to me. Uh, obviously, he's 18 now, but um, I'm excited to see how he's going to do. Um, and I I mean, he created so many shot opportunities. Uh, mm-hmm. He played scrappy. He stole the ball. Um, he, I mean, he reminds me of a little Steve Nash, honestly, just, just the way he creates shots, the way he passes the ball and, and runs that offense. And he's a good defender, too. I think that's that's overlooked. He does really, really good job at drawing charges and getting steals um, for, for his height. Obviously, he's not the best defender because he's not super tall and he's not big, but Colin did a great job on both sides of the ball and um, really improved by the end of the year. So he would be my MVP if I had to pick one of Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go into Colin. Like, so I'm going to the Kennesaw game in the championship. He hit the shot with like four seconds left to tie the game. Like you were yep. like out of that game. I'm sitting there in the stands like there's no chance. And he, he comes down and drains that shot. It's really a shame that we didn't win that game right. because that shot was like the shot of his season, maybe the shot oh, of his yeah. career. If you win that game, that shot is still all over Twitter and like you we're seeing a replay of that like forever. They didn't win that game. You haven't seen much of that because uh, it didn't mean as much. But that was an incredible moment for an 18-year-old to step up and just drain that shot uh, to give your team a chance to win a conference championship. Yeah, fully contested too, right over the guy. Oh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We, we went insane. Oh, yeah, yeah for fun. sure, for sure. Um, so the next one we're going to get into um, is most improved player. So, uh, Caleb, who would you say is uh, the most impro- improved player this year? I got to go Zach Cleveland. Um, mm-hmm. My guy, buzz cut, buddy. He got the <laughs> he got the new haircut now. With he the, got the, the perm, Gabriel McKay haircut. The Gabriel McKay haircut and is balling out, dude. Um, Zach came in very awkward. Um, it it was it was weird to see. I was a little concerned, but 
I mean, we saw him. We saw him at the at the little like preview that they did for the Flames Madness or whatever McKay Madness, and he was dunking. I mean, the guy can get up. Um, oh, yeah. So I, I mean, we saw um, that potential, and then dude, he just like some like randomly just flipped a switch in the middle of the season. He decided to be a dog, dude. I mean, he he played. He balled out in the conference championship. He, he balled out oh, the yeah. conference championship. He balled out in the in in towards the end of the season too and i was like dang where did this player come from where where is this zach cleveland been all the year i mean he started he went from averaging maybe like five or six minutes a game to at least 15 um towards yeah. the end i mean and and rightfully so i mean he was he was he had one game with 12 rebounds i mean like oh, yeah. that was insane to see and i mean he's not like super tall he's tall enough um yeah. and that is someone obviously i could see if he's, he's a forward now but man we might need to use him next year um down low i mean i mean we oh, kind of yeah. did this year but um it depends on, like we said, with Caillou. So, I mean, I am very, very high on Zach Cleveland. Um, his, it, I mean, he got a lot of and ones. He knows how to draw the contact. Defense was insane. That's probably the biggest thing from him. Um, locking down defenders. I mean, we, we played against a bunch of teams where their number one guys went. We, we, we instead of having Zay, who did a great job on him, it was it was in between Zay or Zach to lock him down, and they did a great job. When we look at Villanova, oh, yeah. it's exactly what we did. Um, and so shout out to Zach Cleveland. Um, I I mean, offensively great with rebounds, defensively like stellar. Um, oh, and I'm excited yeah. to see. Um, how he does next year, but definitely my most improved player. Oh yeah, my that twelve rebound game was awesome. It was the semifinals against Central Arkansas, and he had twelve rebounds on Capiti, um, and I can't remember the other guy, but like he just he he got in there and he got oh, it. Eastern Eastern Kentucky, Eastern Kentucky. Sorry, yeah, not Central Arkansas, but Eastern Kentucky. And uh, man, he got in there and got after, and that was fun to watch. That was when he really like came out, and I was like, "Whoa, okay." <laughs> yeah, I had the finger and everything, and just oh, yeah. pops it back into place. Jumps oh, yeah. in an all-time I mean, great moment. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah, dude, yeah. just absolute dog was born that day, dude. Oh, for sure, for sure. What about you, Ryan? Who's your most improved? I my most improved. I'm gonna have to go with Colin because you come in as a 17 year old, and by the end of the season, I mean he did it all season, but by the end of the season, you're leading your team as a point guard to down to the wire in a conference championship just absolute stud and i think that four more years of that oh my goodness i'm so excited for the direction that this team is going with his leadership and three years yeah Uh, my bad uh yeah so yeah well i'm just so excited for uh the direction that this team is going with his leadership he's gonna keep getting better for the next three years and uh it's i'm just so excited man yeah, yeah. Um, so for myself, I, I got to mention two guys because I think y'all both missed the two biggest. Um, Blake Preston, from the beginning of this year or to the end of this year, was I think is hands down the most improved. And I told mm-hmm. this guys a few weeks ago, but like when you come from coming off the bench and playing 15 minutes a game to playing 30 minutes a game starting – Obviously, we never want to jump ball with him because he does not know how to do a jump ball. (laughs) But (laughs) starting scoring 15 to 20 points a game there for a stretch, like Mm -hmm. playing great defensively. Like when he came into Liberty, he was seen as a project. And this year it it panned out. Obviously, it's sad he's leaving for his last year, but it makes sense. Like he's going to get a grad degree from somewhere else for his 
for his like real life job he's getting after next season. I'm okay with him leaving because it's 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 great for what he needs. Like exactly. Like I think Blake. It's not and, basketball related. Yeah, exactly. He wants to be here. I, but I think he is hands down the the most improved player for myself. And I think second was Zay. Um, obviously, we don't know why he's leaving, but he is. Doesn't matter though. This year, he went from playing like four minutes a game last year, like maybe every once in a while he'd play ten because towards the end of the season he started getting a little bit more to. The beginning of this season, he was playing 10 to start. And then by the end of the season, he was playing almost 20. It's like, and he was our best lockdown defender. It's just as, mm-hmm. as Caleb said, like, obviously, like, the the best players, they either had, they typically had JV on them to start. Zay would come in, and then it was Zach. And from that point, it was Zach and, and Zay, like, like Zay was so crucial and he was averaging more at the end of the season. Obviously he's not our best point getter, but defensively he's so good. And when he started giving us four to six off the bench, man, that was crucial. Um, so I, th- I think, I think, I think Blake and Zay to me, I think Blake is more, but I think Blake and Zay just made such an impact from where they were last year. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to go Shiloh there. I'll be honest. I, I, no, I, I love Shiloh, but I, I honestly think like defensively he took a step, but he frustrates me so much offensively that I can't put mm-hmm. him there. Like, he had that one game where it's like, oh, man. Yeah, like, he scored 27 in one game. He had a game. I, I think it was against like North Alabama. He goes off for 27. We're like, where has this guy been for five years, well, his, four his, years? His freshman year, he had like a five-game stretch where he was scoring like 15 to 20 points. And we just mm-hmm. haven't seen that again. So I can't say he's most improved because offensively he has never been the same as his freshman mm-hmm. year. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see what he can do next year. He's back for his fifth year next year. I really hope he can step up. Blake kind of took his spot because Shiloh started the season come start as a starter and got replaced oh, yeah. in the starting lineup by Blake Preston. I really hope that he can get back to like if – I, I wasn't here for his freshman year, but if he can get back to that form, that's exactly what we need. Yeah, he he was much more aggressive offensively. Um, so hopefully, with Zach getting that way at the end of the season, they he can work with Shiloh, and both of them can pr- improve this year. And because I think mm-hmm. having that down low would be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but uh, yeah. Um, next one, and there's really only two options for this, but it would be a uh, newcomer of the year, and I'll let uh. Ryan, start with this one. Again, you got to go with Colin Porter. The man led this team all season, 18 years old. Like, what more can you say? Yeah, really. No, I agree. I agree. Um, obviously, the only other real option is uh, is Zach. Um, and as Caleb said earlier, like early on, I was like, okay, he's given us some decent minutes. And by the end of the season, I'm like, okay, this guy's real. Um, and that was really, really cool to watch. Um, so I was excited about that. Um, and then I guess there's one other guy that we could throw in here because he did play a little bit this year and he didn't play last year. A newcomer to the team playing wise would be Gabe. Um, 
coming off the bench. Like, obviously, he didn't play a ton, but it was just fun to watch. He, when he is on the court, he is he's running one of those guys around. that, like, you're, you're, Not- he's on the court because your team's up big time. Everyone's into it. And then he goes out and plays well, and just everyone goes home happy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but uh, I mean, and to that point, though, he is probably one of the best defenders, honestly. Oh, yeah. he's, got, he's really, there's a reason why, like, towards the end of the game or in certain positions, like, when we were still, like, tied, like, I think we, this happened in, uh, like, Kenneth against Kennesaw and against like Wisconsin um we brought him in and he or not Wisconsin against Villanova we brought we bring him in for just defensive possessions because he's big and he can, he can defend so oh yeah um, he can defend but you bring him in to draw fouls and right, right yeah, yeah for sure but thing is like there was a couple of possessions against Villanova where we didn't foul because he got us because he poked the ball free Yep. Or, or he or he shifted a guy towards Colin and Colin both poked the ball free. Like and th- those were huge possessions that we didn't have to foul and give them points. Um so yeah, to to what Caleb's saying, he is a very good defender. So yeah. Um yeah. and then the last one would be um coach of the year. Um and Again, there's an obvious answer, but I think digging down, there's some there's there's some assistants that have made like huge impacts on this team. Um, so I'll let one of y'all go first. Pick the guy we all want to pick, and uh, we'll get into some of those other guys as well. So uh, I'll take Coach McKay. Um, I love him. He's my he's my guy. Um, I don't know if I love him more as a basketball coach or as a human. Um, you know, uh, he, uh, solid Christian, um, dude knows his stuff. Um, he is inspiring. You know, he's like a father figure to many of his players. Um, he knows the game of basketball better than anyone I know, um, personally, um, obviously, I don't know a lot of NCAA head coaches, but um, there's a reason why we've had so many wins the way we have. He could very, very well be be coaching at, uh, at a higher level, quote unquote, um, you know, with other teams. But he stick he stayed with Liberty. He loves Liberty. He signed his contract again for I think another seven years, I believe. Um, and so, I mean, the guy does well with recruiting. Um, he knows how to coach a team. The pack line defense, I mean, that's what he's known for. Uh, I mean, you're taking that over from, from Tony Bennett and UVA. I mean, there's – Coach McKay is is my goat. He's my hero. Um, you know, I love him. He's a great, great guy, great, great coach. Um, he gets the crowd involved. He um, – his family loves Liberty. He loves Liberty. He wants to be here. He's about the mission. He's about the cause. Um, sort of – kind of the opposite of Hugh Freeze a little bit. Not the not not the dog dog on my guy Hugh. But, but uh, we, we we grant you permission to dog on Hugh Freeze. But um you know, we, we see the difference between these two. I mean I'm I'm sure Coach McKay could have gone to schools like Iona or whatever, you know, with with the openings. Um oh, yeah. very, very well easily. So I'm excited he's here. Um He's done an amazing job, and I wish he was coach at Liberty for the rest of his career, dude. I think he's the best gonna, part about. I don't think he wants to yeah, go anywhere. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. The best part about Coach McKay is he's here for the long haul. He's been here seven years and just signed like a seven-year contract. Uh, you look at the guy from Kennesaw has one winning season and dips. He's out. Abdul and, uh, Rahim Ragon, dude. Like, I mean. 
<laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's out of there. And uh, but McKay, he's he wants to be here. He wants to build this program. The way he's turned this program around, I've said for a long time, we're long past due that the Liberty Arena needs to be renamed the McKay Center. Oh yeah. And I don't know if that'll happen while he's here or after he retires, but it needs to happen. It needs to at least be the McKay Court and the, and be called the Furnace. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, who is the court named after right now? Like, I don't even know. Like, I know, I know there's a name on the court, but yeah. can anyone tell you who it is? Exactly. No, no, I don't know. Yeah. If Ian McCaw is listening, the, the McKay Center or whoever's McKay in charge court for sure, McKay Court for sure, exactly. So, yeah. Um, so, um, getting into some some of the other coaches, um, the guy that I have seen for years and I just love. Uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit, just talking to him. Um, but he's also just a fantastic coach is, is Joe Pierre. Um, he's been on that bench for a long time and he's moved his way up, uh, from director of player development all the way to an assistant coach. Um, the guy has done amazing things for this program because he's been here pretty much as long as coach McKay has. Um, if, if we think back to uh, our tournament game that we won against Mississippi State, his, his brother was on Mississippi State's uh, coaching staff. Um, that was a really cool segment that they did. But, like, Joe is a good coach, um, and I know that he means a lot to these guys. Um, and it's been really, really fun to see him, like, grow in his role, but also just um, – as as a guy here at Liberty, like I I feel like some I, I feel like he's one of the I most known um, assistant coaches because he's been there for forever, yeah, and I gotta shout him out. Um, out so yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh, we lost whatever you for... said for the last ten seconds of that. Um, I know it's still recorded on my end, so we're good. Um, but uh, just talking about Joe and um. Just how how important he's been to to Coach McKay and just oh yeah what he means to the guys so yeah uh, yeah uh, yes for my coach of the year I don't know any of the other assistant coaches too well I don't think I could name most of them but yeah just the whole staff as a team the way they bring this team together they it's a great team to watch uh, oh yeah what more can you say yeah. I mean, yeah you talk you talk about Coach. Joe and something I want to uh, to mention about him is you know obviously I think he's kind of their spiritual leader on their team as well um, and yeah. I mean that's kind of where he started as but like oh, yeah. I would go to Convo or or Campus Community this year and I always saw players like Brody Peebles or um, Joseph Zant um, a lot of the team like when they came by themselves to Campus Community it would be with with coach Joe, who I think is, is that's awesome that they're building that, that oh, yeah. um, culture and that Christianity culture. Cause, Cause we don't know that all the players are Christians on, on the basketball team. Um, I, I hope that they are. Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's going to be the case. It's yeah. not, not always going to be the case when you have an athletic program, but um, I mean, it was great to see him kind of mentoring, specifically for me, Brody Peebles. I always saw him at campus community with Brent, with Brody, um, and I just thought that was so cool to as as like a, as a spiritual leader for the team, and and that really does change the culture around the team, and um, that means a lot to me personally. Oh yeah, uh, like like I said, this whole staff, uh, not only winning games, but culture, culture wins, oh, yeah. culture wins, <laughs> fan bases, and 
ultimately championships. You have no one wants to go play for a team that has a crappy culture. No one wants to be a fan of a team that has a crappy culture. Yeah. So the for, for what this coaching staff has done, I couldn't be more proud to be a Liberty fan. For yeah. sure. For sure. Um, I do want to shout out two other guys, um, and they're the associate head coaches or the assistant head coaches. Um, Derek Johnson has been here for a while as well. Um, really good guy. Talked to them a little bit this year. Um, just an awesome guy. Loves working with the fans. Like he, he may even be working with us a little bit in the future as I've connected with him. Um, Fantastic coach as well. Just knows what he's talking about. Loves the guys. You can see it in, in, in who they are. And then a new guy, a new associate head coach, because we, um, one of our, one of them stepped down last year. Um, the new guy is Rob Jones. Um, did a really good job this year. Obviously, like no break in anything. Obviously, that has a lot to do with the guys that have been here. But like, he stepped in and did well. He served with Coach McCabe in the past. Like, um, so just a shout out to him stepping in for. For that, um, and then another guy is the uh, um, head trainer, because um, obviously Hen left, and we love Hen. But uh, the new guy is uh, Rob Hornet. Um, came in and um, like genuinely, Darius said he liked the program that he's doing more than Hen's, in a sense of like he's just learned more about himself through that, and I think that's something important to note. Um, from from uh, Darius's perspective as well. So, yeah, I think overall, uh, talking about the assistant coaches in basketball, everyone knows who the head coach is. But in basketball, it's a lot harder to for the assistant coaches to get recognition because, like in foot, you look at football, like uh, people can say, "Oh yeah, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, they're doing good jobs." No one knows on a basketball team how good or bad the assistant coaches are. That's really something that you'll only see, uh, like from within. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah. Um, so our last category is going to be, um, well, no, not last category, but uh, next category will be game of the year. So Ryan, what, what are your thoughts on what, what was the game of the year this year? It's so hard to pick one. <laughs> I went to so many great games. I'm going to base mine off of fan experience. And so going in, I think the, Best game. I'm, I think I'm going to give you like five here, so you you guys can jump on and take also one. agree with me. Take but one. My take one. five. You got to leave some my, for us. You got to leave okay. some for us. Just take one. All right. Uh, it's going to be tough. I'll take one. Make one. it easier on you. I I would pick. I'm going to pick the Southern Miss game. It was early in the season. The fans were incredible. I'm going to leave you guys the playoff games to talk about that one. My favorite game I was at was the Southern Miss game. And just the fans were incredible at that one. But I could, I like I said, I could pick four more that were just incredible games to be at. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so many good games this year. What about you, Caleb? Uh, I got to take the obvious one, in my opinion, Ryan. Um, Eastern Kentucky, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, come on, bro. Like, I mean, yeah, I love Southern Miss. Uh, I think that was a second to mine this year. But, bro, I mean, Eastern Kentucky, the fans were in it. The game was mm-hmm. electric. I mean, I've never heard Liberty Arena that loud. It, it broke records. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was yeah. a close game. It was it, the it, game it, for me. That game was sold out, packed. Had we hosted the championship, they were going to add like 300 extra seats. We probably had to go to Vines at that point. I mean, no, yeah. Like the plan was they were going to add seats above the student section. It would have been awesome. But yeah, Eastern Kentucky was a great game. Fans, uh, James, what about you? 
Yeah, um, I, I do agree that Eastern Kentucky is probably the best. Um, but another game that um, I would I have to put up there um, is purely for historical significance and the fact that it was in IT is that game against Villanova. Um, that game was fun. It was a important game for the program. Like obviously, like the NCAA tournament one was more important, but like having an NIT win means something. Yeah, it's still a really high level of play. That's our first NIT win. Um, and, and being able to go in there and play well and, and have fun, give Darius one more home game. And then oh, that, that, that's also awesome to have. Um, so I loved the Villanova game. Um, and one more that I was I'm, surprised you know, how many people showed up for the Villanova game, oh, considering yeah. students were on spring break. Like I wasn't there. I was oh, long I gone. It there was pretty is. cool. It was fun. I was, I was impressed. I was proud of the way students showed up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I, one just for honorable mention, I think the Queens game was really, really good, too. It was a fun game. Yeah, it was. I, I, I love when the crowd finds an antagonist, and they did in yeah, that game. That, that they did fun. in that one, and they did in the Central Arkansas game as well. <laughs> yep, exactly. And those two games are just fun and just, just to interact with because it's like the whole crowd gets into it. So those yeah. are huge mm-hmm. games. I want to I want to shout out the ASUN championship as much as I hated how it how it ended. I mean, I drove seven hours and I know Ryan. You yeah, it was too, a tough drive back. It was a it was a long, quiet drive back for the Joker. Oh, yeah. I tell you that right now. But I enjoyed my experience, except for the end where I almost fought a fan. But um, you know, I I had an amazing time with at the game. Um, I guess a shout out to to. Barstool guys from Kennesaw just showing me a good time in the city. I mean, my whole overall experience was great there, um, and except for the end with some fans that were kind of negative. But um, I enjoyed the game. It was a great game, uh, back and forth, really great camp- competition. I wish it ended differently, but oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm I don't regret going in, in the slightest. I, I enjoyed it, the fact that I was there. Oh, for sure. Uh, I'm interesting. You brought up how like generally positive your experience was. Like it was a great game, great atmosphere. I'm glad I went too. But oh my goodness, I had nothing but negative experiences with fans before the game even started. Like we were getting just harassed by then cussed out by Kennesaw fans. I've been to my fair share of sporting events. Never have I met fans as just awful as Kennesaw fans. Yeah, I saw. Maybe, I saw you talking about that on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, it was brutal, and it was. Yeah, uh, I I hope that next time we play them, we beat them by sixty. And I I know there's I I follow a couple of Kennesaw fans on Twitter. They're pretty good, but the fans in the arena, I they were awful. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie. I was yeah. I hated that that <laughs> aspect of that. Gotcha. Um. So our next category is going to be performance of the year. So like, what who a player who had the like a good performance in a game. So I'll start Shiloh against North Alabama dropping 27. Uh, he, uh, he played his game of the season and we needed that more. And unfortunately we couldn't get that, but that was the breakout performance of the year. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That was awesome. What about you, Caleb? Um, uh, I mean, even though we didn't win Darius McGee's 43 points against, against Kennesaw, I mean, yep. I, it's just, I mean, you can drop oh, 43 yeah. points. That's just, oh, yeah. I mean, 
you know, and, and and the fact that I was on Twitter just trashing Kennesaw fans about, <laughs> oh, Darius isn't going to score crap, you know, like, Darius isn't going to do all this. Same thing with Queens, Queens fans, dude. I mean, they were they yeah. were, like, hyping up Kennesaw at that point. Obviously, we lost by, by seven. We really lost only by, like, two at the end there. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that was – that, that's the that's gotta be the performance of the year when you drop forty three points from one. I mean, he went he went nine from from ten, um, and then thirteen from twenty five. I mean, it's like oh yeah, uh, oh, I yeah. mean, uh, it's a can't. big it's a big performance. Gotta win that game. Yeah, gotta yeah. win that game though because no, we win, I, we win we're in the we're in the dance if we win that game. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, yeah, for sure. For any sure. of those conference games that you lost, and if you turn that if you turn that into a win, we're in the dance. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, I'm going to take the best because you both messed up uh, is Colin Porter against Eastern Kentucky when he dropped 25 in the semifinals. When oh, that boy, I totally when forgot that boy, about that. When that boy went off for 25, he's the first freshman since Caleb Holmesley to drop 20 more in a game. 20 yeah. or more in a game. First since Caleb Holmesley, and we all know how good he was. Yeah, I didn't forget. I didn't forget. I was big on that. I just I figured you would pick it up, so I wanted to pick up the forty three points. So that game was huge. Um, obviously because of just the atmosphere that it created. Um mm-hmm. and just for him to show out in the biggest game of the year at that point was oh my gosh, awesome. And I have to shout him out for that because not only did he have twenty five points, he out rebounded the whole team that game. Like as a five nine point guard that can't jump 48 inches like he just he played his heart out and like that is that is my performance of the year like hands yeah. down yeah the amount of oh, time yeah, to rewatch sure. that game is unhealthy oh i know <laughs> i know oh, yeah. and then just like a random like this happened uh jonathan jackson's uh 21 point performance yeah was crazy and just fun to watch this year when um, was that it was during christmas break and i don't even know who it was against i, I just know i didn't watch it then yeah but he he, was... he had eight threes in that game yeah and it was fun to watch because he got more playing time because it was a weaker opponent it was just it was mm-hmm. really fun I, I i enjoyed seeing a bench guy have a game like that um so it was cool Oh, wait. Um, and then just last category, just fun. You can throw two or three out for this just because there's a lot of like insane plays that have happened this year. But what are, what are, what are some of your favorite plays from this year? Um, and I'll start because I have two that I really, really love. Um, the game you're talking about was, um, against i can't even see what that team is but it was it was wednesday 12 21 so i mean yeah, yeah, he, he was, was break. yeah it was a like random game matt matcher I, I don't know that it's yeah. m-a-c-h some r oh mid-atlantic christian oh yeah, yeah, christian. yeah. one of those division three by games <laughs> he won 88 <laughs> he, he well, went seven for nine on three points and had 23 points yeah, in that they're game they're technically so. d1 they're in ccaa which is technically d1 but it's not like this level d1 it's yeah. not ncaa by any means it's like regent yeah exactly so <laughs> but yeah um so two of my favorite plays this year um, are the alley-oop from JV where he catches it back and throws it down one-handed. Um, come on. Like, that's just epic. It was huge. It was fun, and it was just awesome to see. Um, and then um, 
against Eastern Kentucky, and this is my play of the year, is when Zach got that block, got it down to Kyle, well, got it to Darius, who got it to Kyle, and Kyle drained that three. That is my play of the year because it was so iconic. To um, end the, it was, it end was the game. the dagger to that mm-hmm. game, and I think that is hands down the play of the year. Um, so, and there's more that I could say, but like those are those are two that I just one that is important. It's also fun to watch, and then the other one that's just like, oh my gosh, JV can fly. <laughs> so, yeah, I think a fun one. I mean, uh, I think it was against Florida Gulf Coast uh, that. They like dunked the ball, and there's like two guys hanging on the rim. Should have been a goaltend, but uh, it wasn't. And you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah that one. Uh, Shiloh, Shiloh missed a layup, and Blake came back. No, it was Kyle missed a layup, and Blake came back and put it put it in. And, it was like, mm-hmm. and they're like both hanging on the rim. Yeah. That was that was fun. The crowd got into that one, and I'm there like that. I'm there like that's a goaltend, and they they didn't call it. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it exactly. And so <laughs> that was fun to watch. Yeah, that uh, was- and uh, yeah, I think a play of the year. Uh, I. Just going back to the ASUN championship, Collins ball to tie it was oh, yeah. could have been the greatest moment, one of the greatest moments in Liberty history. If you don't go down four seconds later and foul him, yeah. So uh, that, that game could have ended so many different ways, and it sucks that it ended the way it did. But that that, that I remember just going insane watching that ball go through and watching it. I didn't watch the last free throws of the in the ASUN championship. I sat down and had my head in my uh, hands. Mm-hmm. It was that, that was tough. It's, it's funny oh, yeah. that you mentioned it because that was also my my top not 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 the shot but but the foul by by Zay there. That was definitely my top play of the year. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, we're just gonna, yeah, hey Zay Zay's out of here. Let's highlight what he did badly. That no, great. Um, but actually, my my top play is from Zay this year, and that's I believe that snag, oh, baby, yeah. that snag. I think it was was it against Eastern Kentucky? I want to say. Um, I think it was. Yeah, it was against yeah, Eastern Kentucky at that the game season at the he regular just, season. Yeah, we grabs the ball and just freaking snags it, dude. I mean, yeah. that was that. It was just iconic because the pictures on Twitter after that were just oh, yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, um, because he tries to ISO Zay, and the, you don't ISO Zay. No, you don't. They will block you. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, and when he went up for it, he went up one-handed, pulled it down. Yeah, and, and then the, the other play that didn't happen but almost happened was – could have been the dunk of the hist of history. Oh, my gosh. By, uh, by, by, um, by Zach, dude. Oh, my gosh. He about ended that man's career, bro. And if the mm-hmm. ball had just fallen, bro. Oh, dude. That, that's got to be number one. I mean, that's got to beat like DeAndre Jordan's dunk, dude. I mean, that was that was insane, bro. The oh, way he no. got up. I mean, I thought, I thought, I, oh, dude, I thought somebody was gonna die that night, bro. I was, I was, I was hyped, bro. I was, that was, that was insane. Oh yeah, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. So many great plays this year. Um, but, yeah. Just overall, a great season. It was. It was. 
very different than past seasons, but it's just good, you know. It felt the it felt different. Like obviously, it, it felt like this was a team that was just on a mission, and it ended in the worst way. I mean, maybe not the worst way possible. You got an NIT bid, but to lose that championship in such heartbreaking oh, fashion, oh, brutal! Oh. This team was going far. Well, here's yeah, the thing. Were. Here's the thing. Kennesaw's all up and big, and they're like talking all this trash, and it's like. Kennesaw is just now relevant for the first time in 20 years. And now they're getting what they deserve because their three best players are in the transfer portal. (laughs) Erden Stroud and Youngblood are all in the transfer portal. Yeah. So they're getting what they deserve. So it's worth it. They will not we will not have to hear a whole lot about Kennesaw and Conference USA. Exactly. Not my prediction. Exactly. Like now their football team's looking good. Their and, football and, team is good, but <laughs> they, they will play us next year. Um yeah. not next year, but the in, in two years. But um I could definitely see Eastern Kentucky or Queens even winning the conference next year. So Yeah. I think Eastern Kentucky's gonna take it next year. I think yeah, Florida Gulf Coast could have a bounce back year. Yeah, uh, I, I think Queens is going to be good, dude. They were really good this year, and yeah. they got some good recruits to come. They in. played us tough two times. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I they they beat Kennesaw. Like they got yeah on Kennesaw's own floor. They were hot yeah. late. So yeah, but with all that being said, um, it was really a fun year. Um, just a. a of Liberty basketball. Um, we're glad we could have some fun on this podcast with y'all talking about these superlatives, just rem- reminiscing a little bit. Um, and Hey, we'll be putting out some more content as the, uh, as the off season goes through. Glad, uh, glad you're listening. Um, and from Caleb, Ryan and I see y'all later. Bye guys. See ya. <laughs>